Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Uh, Daniel is back, and we continue our ongoing conversation series that we're now calling Reality Recalibrated. I don't know if that's a good name, but I do know that every time we have one of these, it's a lot of fun, and the episodes go places. So enjoy Reality Recalibrated. Well, hi. Welcome to a new episode of Reality Breached. Uh, what do we say we're going to call these? Reality Recalibrated? Is that a, is that a, is that a Reality thing? Recalibrated? I Re- think that's it. It's yeah. a mouthful, and we enjoyed the mouthful. Yeah. Oh, God, that sounds wrong. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't think we've actually released an episode with, that, with those words in it. All right, so this will be it? This, this will be the first. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Reality Recalibrated. Yeah. See, now it's a thing. It's official. It's official, and I love it still. Okay. Well, if, if you haven't realized it, we have Daniel with us today. And by us, I mean me. It's like I'm referring to myself and myself in the third person. Like, I'm not an us, I'm a person. I'm an I. I'm a me. You're something. <laughs> Daniel Key is with us, with me, with on the mic. How's it going, Serge? Why do I, why, why do I want to say us? Because you're viewing yourself as like, um, as the, the the like the production company. Oh, like you're speaking on behalf of the production company right oh, now. Yeah, you're so yeah. professional, really. The more I think about it. Okay, well, Daniel Keys with us. You're a company man. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. We talked about what uh, vaporwave last time. That would yep. Vaporwave was the last one. It's, it's been, been a while. It's, like, only, it's only been like a month since that was. Has released. it? Since it was released, yeah. Okay, so it's really been since we talked about it like (laughs) eight weeks. It's been like eight weeks, yeah. And then we recorded some shit between that that we didn't use. Yeah, and uh, we shouldn't have told them about that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll hold on to that audio, and four years from now, I'll be like, look what I found, guys. Yeah. In case anyone's wondering, it was about Kanye. That whole Kanye thing, and it just it's too topical. It doesn't work. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't like topical stuff. I'm finding that it doesn't work well, and le- especially in in the way that we do things, because we're not able to just like churn stuff out like a big media house would, like the right. day of, like hot takes. You just it just doesn't work. You can't do a hot take three weeks after the fact. It's no, just no. nonsense. It, it, like like if Reality Breach was like a weekly show, something that I've committed to doing 52 times a year with whoever is willing to sit down and talk, then maybe topical would be the way to go. But that's th- this episode's not about topical stuff. It's not. It's the exact opposite. Or is it? I don't like, know. It, because, it, it, I, mean, is, I mean, definitely this is topical at times. No, well, like the topic is death. Death. And death, not the, not the character death. Why not? I guess, Any, I guess he can make a anything, cameo. He can make a cameo. Anything under the umbrella of death is acceptable. Okay. The umbrella of death. That sounds like a really... Don't say it. Don't say it. Uh, uh, don't say the, the, the uh, what is it, metal band? I was going to say an emo song. Okay, that's better. <laughs> it feels like everything is now a metal band name. Well, now when, when they are. <laughs> when, like, when it sounds like a good metal band name. Um... But no, like, death is kind of, it's kind of always topical, topical, because it is an omnipresent topic. Like, every single person on this planet is going to have to deal with it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's their own or someone else's. As of, yeah, as of now, that is the case. Can immortality happen? Maybe. We'll get to it. That's, like, eventually they'll figure it out. Who's they, the government? It's it's like when I say we. It's it's all the same. So you're talking about your company's going to figure it out? Like reality, reality Breach. Reality Breach. Is going to figure it out one day? Uh, announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we figured out immortality. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, they'll figure it out eventually. Because eventually... Science will get to the point that you can download the contents of a brain. I feel like that's the next step. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. What, I mean, that that's kind of like... That's kind of uh, becoming immortal. Like, are we talking about... Hang on, we need to go, go, go a little bit more specific. Are you saying immortal? Are you saying lives indefinitely like what 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 exactly well, are you talking, implying like i'm not talking about immortality and like you can't be killed yeah i mean lives indefinitely like easily thousands of years yes. maybe even longer than that millions yeah. of like years. assuming you still have access to power to charge up your battery you would live indefinitely yeah but that always that always like when you're talking about if if you're talking about downloading something and putting it on something else, like that always begs the question: Is it actually you at that point? You know, that's that's that old Star Trek thing, right? It is. It is. And I kind of think it isn't because, uh, well, I, man, this is man. Already, we're going to get straight into like some philosophical shit about consciousness and everything else. Yeah. But I feel like your our consciousness is absolutely tied to our entire um, experience. It's not just in our brain. It's uh, the the feeling on our skin, the smells that we're bringing in, the like the there's there's our our heart rate, our like all yeah. these things that yeah. are our body go into this consciousness. Like our whole body is part of that. And if you just if you just stick it in a chip, like you're like, I don't know, I feel like it's not the same at all. It, I, you're right. It's probably it's not the same, but eventually your consciousness would adapt, and that would become you. Someone who had, for lack of a better thing, someone who had poor vision gets downloaded into a a chip and suddenly they're in a robot that has perfect vision. Eventually, they'll adapt and the poor vision will only be like a a trigger of some sort. A foggy memory. Yeah, a foggy memory, yeah. (laughs) But like, humans can adapt or whatever's left of a human once you download them into a robot. Yeah. But, like, someone pointed out one of the, the pitfalls of, of uh, immortality to me, like, like a year ago, and it kind of changed my, my idea of whether or not I want to live forever. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm on board with living indefinitely, because you can end it at any point. Okay. But I don't want to be someone who's, a, who's been forced immortal, because eventually the sun will explode. And you got to watch that. I have to watch that. I have to feel the burning of that and then float through space for the rest of time until my body might land on an inhabitable planet. Because if you're truly immortal and cannot be destroyed, that's inevitably what's going to happen to you. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's, I can't even, like, imagine how we could, science could even master this idea of, like, 
being immortal and not being de- able to be destroyed? Like, yeah, how would that even know, work like, in the real world? It's not science. No, at this point, it's not science. Also, going back to what you were talking about, you would have to be, like, if you're constrained to a chip, doesn't that, like, keep you from moving around in the real world? Or do you have to be inside? Like, I guess the chip is implanted in a robot? Yeah. So you're just a robot, robot dude or whatever. Like, just, just download me into a Roomba. <laughs> Until you have a better robot. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like, funny. Uh, yeah, like, I'd be fine with that. You know, I'm 85 years old, I'm dying, whatever. Mr. Lugo, would you like to have your brain downloaded into this chip? Just It's, it's kind of like those people who uh, cryogenically freeze themselves. Uh, that just sounds like the wrong way to do it. Like, if, if, if I'm going to go immortal... Let me go in at my peak. Like I need to be at my my absolute peak humanity, and then choose it. What like is, I don't what is peak humanity. I don't know. Like thirty eight. No, no, thirty five. Really. So right now, like right, right now, now, like I'm really on the cusp of like going downhill. We, then but we, I'm, I'm working out a lot. Quit smoking. Neither like, of those things are a factor when you get downloaded into a chip. That's true. When you go into it, yeah, yeah. So I guess you're right. It could be a lot later, like men- mentally wise. It could be a, a little ways later, but still probably what late forties or so. You, yeah, I think your mental capacities probably start to decline. Yeah, you definitely want to do it before dementia sets in. Yeah, you, you want to be. Yeah, you don't want to be doing it like as like a, a life preserver, like jumping out of your body into something else. Like you're just like this shitty version of it at that point. I don't know. Because that's like, like you get to the life. Like, yeah, you escaped the Titanic, but you lost a leg on the way. Like, I mean, you, yeah. I'd be fine with that. But you're still, you're, you don't have a leg anymore. Like, you're you're not quite as good as you could have been. You need to do it at the optimal right. point. But, but is that really worse than not existing? Well. Because cause that's, I don't that's know. always that, my, that's always my, my go-to. It's like, you're saying a lot of weird shit, but is it better or worse than not existing at all? Because that's what I see death as. Yeah, and I just I see them as like to me, existence and non-existence are like the same thing. Like we came from non-existence. Yeah, we existed. Why wouldn't we just go back to it at some point? Like it, it just seems normal. Like like nobody's like, would it have been better to like. Like, it was so great that you were born. Like, I mean, what? What about, I mean, it's, it's a non sequitur because, like, there's, like, a hundred billion, uh, like, every single day, like, another sperm cell could have hit the egg and, like, created a, a, a new consciousness. But that sperm cell just, like, didn't break the egg and it just dissipated. So whatever that human would have turned into doesn't exist. So it never came into existence. Is that like a tragedy? Like a tiny tragedy that this sperm cell dissipated without cracking through the egg? No. 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 And and death is not a tragedy to anyone. That's a subjective statement. But death, the only tragedy for, for in death is the person who's dying. Because the person who dies is no more. So, like, your consciousness, your being, everything that you are is only important to you. Or is most important to you. You are stating all this with a lot of factualness to you. You got a very you're factual right, demeanor right. to I'm, you while you're saying it. I'm, 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 I'm skipping over a lot of emotional <laughs> yeah, stuff here. Are. But your existence 
matters to no one more than it does to you. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's like, you can say that a bomb can explode and kill 14 people. And most of the world does not give a shit. There will be a section of people who read that news or hear that news and say, Oh, it's a tragedy. It's so sad, but it didn't happen to them. So it still is not like peak sad. I don't know, but here's something else. Like even, even what you're saying here makes me like, now the more I think about that, if you're dead, you don't, you're not around to like be sad that you don't exist. Like the, so maybe it is the closest people to you that are the ones that suffer more than the one that actually dies. Because when you die, you don't experience it. Like, as soon as you die, there's nothing to experience. You're not experiencing the death at all. Right. And Only the people alive experience your death. You don't. That's true. You're making a very good argument for the other way around. However, the... The chemical makeup that is whatever consciousness is... And the uniqueness of you as a thing, it disappearing, is kind of a thing. Like, that's a big deal. In, if, if, we, if we focus this on, like, on a personal level, like, you've spent your entire life building who you are, and for it to just completely disappear... You're not there to know it's it th- did. But you're not there to know it. You're not. No. no like this. Th- I, I don't. I, I. I don't know. Like imagine going to sleep mm-hmm. and never waking up again. Like, I mean, there's no tragedy there. Like it's just. It's just you just turned off. Like you just. You don't even know it happened. From you're the, asleep from, from, an, you- from an outsider perspective, yes. No, from your perspective, from the person that died, that's what happened. Like even in like it all right. Say you have a car wreck, mm-hmm. um, and you die in this car wreck. Well, what really happens is like you're like uh, so, some organ is punctured and you bleed out inside. You get hypovolemic. You pass out, mm-hmm. and then you die a little while later. Like you didn't even experience the death. Like you were just like you passed out and you just went to sleep and never woke up. I don't want to not exist. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Like I, I know that I, I know I'm I'm, I'm kind of talking in circles, trying to get you to to, to 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 understand where I'm coming from. Okay, but I don't fear the pain of death. I don't fear the loss of everyone around me. I've I do, but not as much as I fear not existing, because the only thing I know is existence. That's true, and I don't have any religious beliefs tricking me into thinking there's something after that. But you do know you came from non-existence. Yes. Like, you yes. know that happened. Yes. And which for all you know, it wasn't, only... it wasn't terrible. Like, you, I mean, for all you know. <laughs> but that only solidifies my awareness of what non-existence is. Because unlike coming into the world where it's just kind of a fuzzy blur until you understand shit, and then suddenly you're breaking stuff in your, at your parents' house and they yell at you, like... Right, it just becomes abrupt. Yeah, this is like, oh, you're here, you're not here. Like, that's a big, it's a big switch. Yeah, but I I mean, like, I figured this was going to come up, and you brought it up, and I think this is like, this is one of the biggest things about death that I've always noticed, and it's like, the fear of it. Yes. 
and most people have a huge fear of it. Yeah. I know I have. Like, uh, I know early on in my life, like, you know, I don't know, like 12 or so. And for a good long period, like I had this fear of, of like getting cancer and like, it was like, it was like a deep seated, like, what if I have cancer? Like I was just constantly just Mm -hmm. so terrified of like having some terminal illness and dying. And, but I think what I was doing was like coming to terms with this, this, this idea of being afraid of dying or something, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it makes you wonder though, like if it is true, I mean, well, it is true. Most people are afraid of death. Yes. If you have an entire civilization that fears death, then the things that, like I don't know, like is it is it completely rational to fear death? Like is it completely rational? It, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it really is. Like I don't know if it's like, ra- like humans are hardwired to fear. Anything that breaks away from the status quo. And there's nothing more... That doesn't make anything rational, though, to be hardwired. I mean, that, like, that's all animals are, are is hardwired. Okay, okay. Well, then, then, then elaborate. Why, 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 is it irration- why is it irrational? I'm not saying it's irrational to be afraid of death. Well, I, I would say fear in itself is irrational in a lot of ways. Like... I mean, what you just said reminds me of uh, God's will. God's will? Yeah. Because if God has a will and he already knows what's going to happen, then fearing anything or worrying about anything, it does not make logical sense. It's irrational to worry about shit if you think that God is just going to handle it. Well, I mean, you don't have to have a God for that, though. I mean, it could just be like you just believe in determinism, where, I mean... What the hell is determinism? Like, shit's already set out. Like, it's already... Oh. Shit's already, like, played out in in the the grand cosmic way. It's, I mean, we're we're merely just... I mean, whatever's going to happen to us was going to happen regardless of... I've never heard the word determinism. Like, actually, I mean, yeah, determinism... Like, it's really strange you say that because normally, like, people who believe in a God believe in free will. Like, God gave us this free will. And God did not, God did not, like, make everything happen. Like, he gives us free will, at least in the Christian sense of... In the Christ, like, in the, the which Christians? Because that's, because cause there's, there's a very... I'd say the Abrahamic religions, like, they, they pretty much all have the idea that God gave us free will. They, they did, but at the same time... Whatever happened is whatever happens God's is God's plan. God's pl- part of God's, God's plan. plan. You're right. I mean, it's, compl- it's, yeah. it's I mean, let's yeah. be real. They're not like <laughs> they're not well they're thought, not thought out. But, but but yeah, like it's 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 kind of it's an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. Yeah, to believe that you have been given free will, but everything is at mercy to God's will. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So 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 that's why I said that what. <laughs> to get back to what you were saying, that's why what you were saying sounded like God's will, because it's irrational to worry if you truly believe it's out of your hands. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just, uh, yeah. 
I think um, so. Worrying about death makes sense because you know because everyone knows it's it, it's so tell, so. tell me how this is rational. Okay. What if I get cancer one day? Like, what am I going to do about it? Like, like how is this rational to plant to like think? What what if what if I'm what if I'm driving down the road? And I go into a diabetic coma and I crash somewhere like, like, and, and then, and then because I crash, like the steering wheel goes in my chest and I, I die because of this. There's definitely irrational ways to worry about death, but to not like to not fear death is a way to live a, a, if you don't fear death, you live with more risk. Yeah. So to say it's irrational to fear it, strips to, to to rationalize it would be to strip away the risk, or would be to 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 to, to the risk avoidance. Yeah, but I mean, there is this like this this area in between where like you could be like, obviously, there's like there's me like dying doing mm-hmm. something and there's me getting severely injured that could lead to my death and I don't want to get severely injured because that could, even if I don't die it sucks and I don't want to be in that situation so I still yeah you can still like avoid risk to a degree yeah I don't know I, I still say I, I, I don't think I think the fear of death is somewhat irrational like I, I, I don't feel like people have been this way forever I, I read somewhere or I heard somewhere one time that the, one of the differences between animals and humans is that animals don't fear death because they don't understand yeah, the concept. they don't know at all. Yeah. They just, they just cruise. Yeah. They fear That's pain. That's got to be nice. That's like got to be they, really they fear, nice. They fear pain because they feel pain, but they don't understand the concept of death, so they don't fear it. Maybe that, maybe that is what I'm saying. Because that does sound, like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> To not have to worry about the future at all. Yeah, to, yeah, obviously there's parts of it you need to, but some things the animals get right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have like completely irrational fears. Like, you know, they're just like sitting around like eating something and just like looking around like psychos and just spread off for no reason whatsoever. Like You're just describing squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. But if people did that, it would be <laughs> There are some people like there that. There are some people, yeah. Yeah. And you're right. There are there are irrational fears of death, but to to say that it's irrational to fear the end of your existence is kind of, that's an overstatement. Yeah, maybe it's just my suicidal tendencies. Oh, don't, 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 don't <laughs> not go there. Wait, 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 this is death. We got to go there at some point. It's not really suicidal. Like I've kind of gotten over all that, but I think it's like it helped me to embrace death. Okay. And now I'm not afraid of it anymore. Okay. I don't think I am. So, so we, this might be the optimal time to download you into a robot. Then, yeah, like you're not suicidal, you not you don't suicidal. you don't fear death. So, so it's like a like it's like a happy medium. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what what, what do you want to say? Well, let's okay. Let's let's talk about suicide because that is very like that's a big thing right now. Yeah, it really like is. it's always been a thing, and in the '90s it was a thing. But now it's 
like there there's some high profile suicides that are happening. <laughs> yeah, people like very it. fucking high. People profile. are really trying to uh, like go out with a bang these days, dude. Literally, <laughs> like, everybody <laughs> goes out with a bang. With a, no, they go out with a hang. <laughs> Is that is that is that wrong? They really that, no. There's literally like gunfire most of the time. No, they go out. No, not, not, I wouldn't say most of the time. Like at least not the high profile ones. Like in Anthony, America, Anthony Bourdain America's, hung himself. I didn't Chester know. Bennington hung hung himself. You know what's weird about Anthony? I, I did not know he killed himself. I just assumed he died of a heart attack no, or something. No, he hung himself. Uh, Robin Williams hung himself. Um, it's like that's kind of the go-to. Yeah, I wouldn't do it that way. Oh, this goes to the suicide thing. I already figured out how I would have done it. Uh, yeah. Okay, OJ. <laughs> so, like, I'm a I'm a respiratory therapist by trade, and I understand the cardiovascular system well. And I always thought if I was going to do it, what I would do is I would get a, a 50cc syringe, and I would fill it up with Drano. Oh, God. And I would just put it right into my carotid artery and pump 50cc of Drano into my brain. Like, it'd just be done. There would be no mess. I'd probably bleed, you know, out of my nose That's, like, the worst way to download your brain. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, I was, like, hardcore about that. I was, like, looking forward to doing it one day because, I mean, it would, would, like, impress people, I would think, like, after the fact. Like, Like to be able to hit a carotid artery and just do it. That's not impressive. Most people can't do that. There's a very small amount of people that could just do that whenever they wanted. Like, if you were a famous person. Okay, if I was a famous person. I'm not. We're still working on that. Reality recalibrated. Uh, if I was a famous person and I had gotten to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to end it. And this is this is really dark and terrible, but I would try to make sure it was in an interesting way. Would you? Yeah. You wouldn't like shoot up a school or something to do it, right? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm kidding. No. Uh, that was a oh, joke, God, guys. No. God, like, this this combo is going to be really. This is a really edgy combo, it's, actually. It's, now I think about yeah. it. For, for the record, this is like a bunch of disclaimers. If you're suicidal, call a hotline. Seriously, and I mean that. Call a hotline. Yeah, like like no. I or call me. Like I will literally talk to you about it, and I have no problems with it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and the the joke about shooting up a school. I apologize for that as well because that's not really appropriate. Let's go on. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up now. Like, yeah, sure, disclaimer probably should have went, went up up front, and I might even still record one. But talking about this kind of stuff is healthy. It is healthy. You can't pretend like it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, you, you can't pretend like, oh, depression's not a thing. People just kill themselves. It's like, what? No. Yeah. You know, yeah. like talking about suicide and death and... And coping with things, I think that's a is, part is important. Yeah, and I think it's a big a big problem. Uh, a big part of the problem that we have is that we we're un- unable to really talk about things like on a truly personal level on in a lot of areas like this. And uh, and even you know even here you, you feel like you got to like disclaim things and 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 it's right to do so in some ways. Yeah, but I, I do think the barriers that we put up between each other can like lead to some of these problems that we have like with mental health and our ability to to address some of this this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I just said it, but one of my favorite words is middling. And it's not middling. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite words is coping. And uh, coping. Let's mix a drink.
Hey, quick break to tell you a nice little story. A story that stretches all the way back to 2011. The debut of Reality Breached. What website had the gumption to host such a radical podcast like Reality Breached? It was Techpedition. Techpedition.com, the original home for Reality Breached, is still your home for tech news. They're still doing the Techpedition podcast. They're in season three now. Almost weekly, they pipe up with 30 minutes to an hour's worth of just tech news, video game stuff. It's Clarence Brown, Carrie Brown, sometimes they have guests. It's awesome. So not only do they help bring Reality Breached into your world, but they're also here to solve all of your tech questions. Check them out at techpedition.com, or you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Basically, wherever you would find podcasts, you'll find the Techpedition podcast. Check it out, techpedition.com. Um, coping. I don't think that word gets enough attention. Just across the board. Coping with death, coping with loss, coping with with struggles. Uh, Shit, coping with bullying. Like, the whole anti-bully movement is predicated on the idea that we can eliminate it. Knowing that we can't. Like, one of the cornerstones of adulthood is confrontation. And bullying is a form of that. This is true. And... Learning to cope with it is a more powerful tool set than thinking it can be eliminated. Right. And even if you removed, say you remove bullying as we know it. Yeah. um, There would still be somebody who's willing to be more confrontational than you, which would Mm -hmm. still fuck with your psyche. Right. Like that's just going to always happen. Like no matter how far you go with it somebody is going to push a button on you yeah. and you have to cope with it. Even if it's like a, just the most subtle thing ever, if you've never experienced it before, it's still a lot. Yeah. It's still painful in a way. Like think of, think of the game of poker. Like some of the actions, like some of them, the like raising and calling and raising and whatever in poker is basically just power moves. It's power moves. It's, it's in essence bullying with money. Yeah, it's um so it's learning to gamery. Yeah, yeah, like learning to deal with things, cope with things. It, it, honestly, it should be a fucking class in high school. Like don't teach my kid I don't know, what is it? Uh trigonometry unless he's actually going into some sort of field that needs it. Teach him coping. Coping 101. It's, that is more valuable than most of the things people learn in, you're probably, in grade school. I, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, a lot of the stuff that... It's, it really is crazy, like, in schools, how, how there's so many, like, basic life lessons that aren't taught. Like, stuff yeah. that... I don't even know how you would quantify certain things. Like, did you know that people change over time? Like... <laughs> Like most people don't even get that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like you can't. Most people, yeah, uh, or at least it seems that way. It's like it, the the rabble. You see somebody do something at, at a. You see somebody do something at a moment in time, and everybody's like, destroy them without realizing like this person's like eighteen. Like. They're a child still. They're going yes. to make mistakes. They're going yes. to say things that are not perfect. 
Yeah. And we should take things with a grain of salt and not just, like, destroy everyone for every single thing that that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, whenever I see... Okay, this is a weird direction, but Justin Bieber. Yeah. Justin Bieber had that, like, two-year period where he was just off the fucking rails doing weird shit. Britney Spears had the same damn thing, right? Yeah. I look back at when I was 20, when I was 22, I was a fucking idiot. Oh, oh my God. We all were fucking idiots when we were young. I can't even imagine me having millions of dollars... Yeah, at the age of twenty. Yeah, and you're so, trying and you're trying to pr- present an image to the public. Yeah, and at some point you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care about presenting an image to the public. Let me shave my goddamn head. Exactly. And then the public just like loses their mind over you just like being like, fuck it. I'm going to shave my head. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's how crazy it gets for them. It's like they can't even change at all. Like even cutting their hair causes pandemonium, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, and to, to, to kind of bring this back to death, like, let, let's say someone in cold blood murders people when they're 18 years old. Yeah. Just, actually, we have kind of have Luke Woodham. Hey, that's a local, local yeah, guy. Luke Woodham, if you don't know, was the, one of the first school shooters that was a big deal in Pearl, it, yeah. Pearl, Mississippi. I think it was even before Columbine, right? It was, yeah. It, pre- it predates Columbine. It was in Pearl, Mississippi. He killed at least three. One was his mom, and then he went to school and killed, I think, two or three girls there before he was shut down. He wasn't killed. He was tried and put in jail. And he's, right. He didn't kill himself. That's no, right. He's, he's currently serving what I believe is a life sentence. Possibly multiple life sentence. And I'm obviously I'm not saying what he did is right. Sure. I already see where you're going with it. Yeah. He's probably my age now. He's like 35 now. He's in his 30s. Yeah. it happened while we I were I think in high we're, school. yeah. Yeah. At some point, he's going to be a 40-year-old. At some point, he's going to be a 45-year-old. Can any respectable 45-year-old say, no... I want you to judge me for what I did when I was 17. No shit. I totally agree, man. Totally agree. Like, like, oh my God, the stuff I did when I was like, it's so cringy. <laughs> it's yeah. so cringy. Imagine what it's like for him. Ugh, it's I like, killed oh, people. Remember that time I killed my mom? Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> like, yeah, it's like, it's fucked up. Like I, I'm not saying he shouldn't be locked up for the rest of his life. Whatever. Like all I'm saying is when we, like, things more than your actions have to be taken into consideration when sentencing someone or even judging someone. Sure. You have to take in the state of mind. You have to take yeah. in the age. You have and to this take is, in the dude, environment. All kinds of shit. Dude, we, I mean, oh, my God. I mean, this is a, whole, no, this is a whole other topic. This is prison yeah. reform. and I'm, Yeah, we're not going to go into prison reform. <laughs> that, that is another topic. But... What was it? What, there's a reason we went here, though. So, like, try to tie it back. Try to bring it back. It, the reason we got got here is because we were talking about coping and teaching others, like, um, other skills in the formative process. One of those is people change. Yeah. Murderers change. You know. 
Yeah. So the other coping would have, would have has to do with death. Yeah. So yeah. coping. So we're going all the way back to coping, and then we need yeah. to talk about the death part of it in yeah. particular. Like no one teaches you how to deal with death. That's very true. That is very and true. Every person has a different way of dealing with it. Yeah, I don't know if it could be taught. Because the only way to teach it, the only way to learn about death is to like live through it. Yeah. Like there's no other way. Uh, just talking about it is not going to do it. Like, could you imagine like some shitty VHS popped into a VCR? <laughs> Then some vaporwave. Death and in. dying is a painful process. <laughs> I can't even do it. Like, could you imagine? Like you, you would be so. You're already laughing at the idea of just like staring at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's. But but we have to. We we have to teach people that their emotions aren't reality. And I th- and and that's part of coping. Like the pain you're feeling. Isn't. It's not that it's not real, but it's temporary. Sort uh, that's totally debatable. B- b- because because that totally depends on the person, how close they were to somebody. Like my my memo, mm-hmm. my memo, your memo, my grandmother. Okay. She is ninety eight years old. Jesus Christ, mine's ninety. So her husband died in. 1961. That's like 50 years ago. And she's still fucking torn up about it. Jesus. He's got, he got plowed into, he was driving a laundry truck. That's what he did. And a drunk driver just plowed into him and killed him on my dad's birthday. My dad's 15th birthday. Oh, wow. And she's still torn up about it. Like She still talks about it all the time. Well, yeah, yeah, like talking about it. So that's what? How how many years did you it's guess? Like, it's like fifty. Fifty. If it was in the sixties, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it was like sixty-four, not sixty-one. I think it was like sixty-four. Yeah, it's fifty-four years ago. But yeah, so I mean, that's all subjective, and I'm sure there's people that are even worse than that about it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, go on. But but yeah, like your emotions are going to be in a different place. If you're dealing with a death or a loss or some sort of tragedy. And like we have to teach people that the reality that you're living at that moment is different from everyone else's reality. Yeah. Okay. It causes people, and I don't, <laughs> this is a trivial word to use, but it causes people to get butt hurt over shit. It causes. It causes your pain to last longer. Like, you're in a fragile state, and you need to be aware of that. It, and and this, comes, this goes back to self-awareness. Knowing that you're in a fragile state, and that insensitive thing that you think you might have heard wasn't insensitive. You're just in a fragile state. Yeah, I see your point there. I see your point there. But I feel like that's that's a modern thing. Oh, it's you know, yeah. Like I don't feel yeah. like. See, th- th- I think this goes kind of back to the idea of like irrational fears of death or whatever. Because I think for most of humanity's history, like there w- it wasn't irrational. 
everybody knew they were going to fucking die. Like, your dad died. Your dad died at the ripe age of 38. You yep. know, like, you saw you this saw shit in early, your childhood, yeah. like, 14. Like, you're just, like, surrounded by death. Like, somebody gets a cut and they just, blah, just throw up for so a week. He's probably going to die. They just throw up for a week and die. It just happens over and over and over again. Can you help with the crops until you die? Yeah, and, you know, we're completely privileged. Like, you know, I mean, this is how privileged I am. Like, I don't like. I'm probably like a horrible person to talk about death, really, the more I think about it. Like, I've never, <laughs> my, the, the closest person to me that's died mm-hmm. is my best friend's dad when he was six. Okay. And my great grandmothers died. Wow. Like, not, like, all right, so my grandfathers both died before I was born. Okay. And then literally every single other person in my He's entire family group is still alive. Wow. So they're probably all going to die at the same time, and I'm going to just like get this this uh, barrage of, barrage yeah. of death. Yeah. But luckily, I work in a hospital, and I see death every day, and I'm thinking it's going to help me a little bit. I think it. Yeah, yeah. Like becoming desensitized to death is is probably and loving death is going to help. It's me. probably a good good idea. <laughs> you know. Um. It's funny that it's funny that you say that you're privileged because you haven't had to deal with death that much. It, it, it brings me back to uh, like 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 oh well you you can't understand like you can't understand a woman's mentality if you're a dude. It's like you can't understand the dead mentality unless you're dead. <laughs> Sorry, like you it's, it's, living it's, privilege. It's, it's living privilege. Yes, I know it's fucking stupid, and that's kind of I don't know. I don't sure. know. It's I, that's what made me laugh so hard. <laughs> And you might—that is one like, cool part about intersectionality, though. It's like it just like com- completely embraces subjective experiences, which I think is really needed. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Oh, speaking of another thing that should be taught in schools, the subjective nature of opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another topic. Um, let's talk. Okay. When I initially pitched the, 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 the conversation of talking about death, one thing that I wanted to, to discuss with you is the role that religion plays. And I kind of touched on it a little earlier, but being someone who is agnostic, I have very colored views of um, religion as a whole. Yeah. And a lot of those views are tied to their concept of what happens after death. Sure. Because, like, in my mind, and I don't know how much truth there is to this, but in my mind, one of the, 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 like, religion is there for two or three things. One of the pillars of religion is a coping mechanism for death. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like, I'm afraid of dying. This book is telling me that there's an afterlife that I can strive for. That gives me hope. I don't worry about death as much. It's easier to live my life. Yeah. So it goes back to the fear of death. Yes. And the irrationality that it imposes on humanity. <laughs> Why is it so easy to hijack that? I mean, it's fucking obvious. It's fear. Fear? Fear is easy to hijack. When people are when people fear things, they're fucking irrational. 
And then you can just do whatever. Like when people fear things, like they don't inspect it more. They don't go closer to it. They don't look at it. They don't understand it better. Like they, they pull away from it. And then whoever is like willing to like feed them bullshit, like they, they just win. Like they just, they just get to like be like, well, this is what happens, you know? And then if yeah. somebody's yeah. like afraid to like look into it more, then, you that, know, that becomes objective truth and suddenly. Right. Christianity happens suddenly. Christian, or yeah, or just religion happens. Religion, yes. I, I don't. I, I'm not yeah. trying to pick on any specific yeah, religion. You really shouldn't at all, because there's uh, I, and and because and, I, I think Christianity is benign compared to this, compared to some of them out there. But, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And 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 I'm, I'm not trying to preach or anything, and I'm not trying to to shit on any individual religions but but it but it's 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 they're very transparent about their approach to death like it, it, it's 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 a pillar of the christian religion it's a pillar of all religion is that well i wouldn't say all well okay well yeah, yeah i would say all actually yeah like yeah, it, it all yeah. deals it all it, i'm trying to think of a religion that doesn't deal with at least trying to i mean at least trying to explain it Exactly. Like explain yeah. what happens. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if there is one that doesn't do that. Even the, I'm trying to think. Yeah, even even Buddhists, you know, like even Buddhists with, I mean, they're basically atheists. But is Buddhist their reincarnation? I mean, or I, I'm, I'm not that well read or yeah. as well read as you. Yeah, I feel like it is. I feel like they're still definitely in, but like, you know, it's. A, yeah, I feel like definitely reincarnation is a part of Buddhism. Yeah. Yeah, or Hinduism? Hinduism, I know less about, but I feel like it also has uh, things to do with it. I feel like those two kind of play off of each other a lot in yeah. different ways. But I can't be for sure. I'm not I'm not that well-read either. Yeah. You want to Google it? We haven't. We haven't. Wiki'd. We haven't Googled anything. We haven't. Wiki. Oh, shit. Let's wiki. Let's try to look up a, a base um, understanding of Hinduism. Yeah, and Buddhism. Let's look okay. at both real quick. I, I like that. This is kind of the thing that we do. Okay, Hin- Hinduism is an Indian thing. It's been called the oldest religion in the world. Okay, it's it's like a let's say fusion of Indian traditions. And cultures. All right, so Buddhism. Okay. At least. Um, it's about samsara, which, I, dude, if you ever, if you get a chance, you should watch this. It's, there's a movie called Samsara. And it's. How do you spell that? S A M, Sam, and then Sarah, S A R A. It sounds like a font, just Sam's, for the record. Uh, it, it probably is. Uh, Samsara. There's a movie called it. It's it is phenomenal. All right, so it's it's um, it's shot using the best cameras of the day. I think it was like, like 2000, Earth type 2012. Shit. Yeah, I think it was shot in 2012, and they just shoot incredible time lapse footage. It can be of it can be of uh, like animals. It can be of like uh, architecture. It could be of a f- like people working at a factory, mm-hmm. there's no acting in it. There's no talking in it. Like there's I'm no. Assuming, I'm assuming it's a score. It's like score no, and timeless. There's hardly any music in it. It's just 
it just throws you in a place. It records the audio in this place. And and it just shows you different places on Earth and in all different ways. So it can be like an artistic performance followed immediately by watching Chinese laborers. Like, followed by... Like, and you just hop around all these different ways. And when you get done with it, like, it's just... I can't even describe what it does to you because there's... Like, it just... And the idea of samsara, which I'm going back to, is the idea of the cycle of birth and death. That's what samsara is about. Okay. And it's like... So, it says Buddhism is the beginningless cycle of repeated birth, mundane existence, and dying again. Samsara is considered to be dukkha, comma, unsatisfactory and painful, perpetuated by desire and ignorance. And the resulting karma. And That's, so, that sounds like reincarnation. It is in a way, yeah. 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 It has the same kind of, it has same, the similar principles to it, for sure. And there's different realms of rebirth, and we could go into a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm not going to do that. But some of those realms involve humans or animals or gods or demons. Like, you can just kind of, like, rebirth in any of these. Or you can, like, be nirvana. You can rebirth and, like, never never have to rebirth again because you finally reached it, you know, after all these cycles of it. It, sound, it sounds like... It sounds like some... It, it sounds like an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like, this, this time I'm going to respawn as a medic. Dude, that actually an RPG could probably be a good way to to show Buddhism. Yeah, yeah, like just bo- Buddhism, dying. the RPG. You yes. keep dying through these cycles. Like every time you come back randomly is like a different. Oh shit! And like you can you can like come back as like a like a Voss in a corner or and a bacteria, just, or... and you're just waiting for someone to break you so you can <laughs> respawn <laughs> again. <laughs> Samsara the game. Oh my god, that's like a brilliant game. Yes, yes. All right, so tell me about Hinduism, sir. Hinduism. Are you a shitty Googler? Are you having trouble getting to it? Uh, Let's see. Prominent themes in in Hindu beliefs include four... I'm not going to try to pronounce it. I am. Parasathas. The proper goals or aims of human life. Namely, Dharma, ethics and duties. Artha... Prosperity, work, kama, desires and passions, and mash, maksha, maksha, liberation, freedom, salvation, karma. Oh, okay. Action, intent, and consequences. Sasarama, sas, samsara, uh, samsara. It is samsara. So see, yeah, cycle Buddha, of rebirth. Yeah, yeah. Buddhism and, and yeah, they the have various a lot in yogas, uh, paths or practices to attain mas, mas, maksha. Hindu practices include rituals such as puja, worship, uh, and recitations. I think that's how it's, yeah. Meditation, family-oriented rites of passage, annual festivals, and the occasional pilgrimages. So they're both pretty similar there, it sounds like. It's like their reincarnation kind of. much, Much like Christianity shares a lot of shit with Judaism, it sounds like Buddhism and Hinduism share some shit. Man. It would have been cool if America just, like, adopted the Native American religions or something. The Native American, uh... You know, we, we got to take the Middle Eastern ones over here. But it's kind of we weird. Have, well... It's kind of weird. Like, this fucking Middle East, man. Let's get something more local. Let's... Give me some local flavor. 
homegrown religions. I want to worship some. I want to. I want to like think foxes are badass and want to strive to be like the fox. What does the fox say? You know. Oh God. (laughs) I I was thinking we should strive to be like Fox Mulder. (laughs) It's a worse pun. Yeah. Well. You just you you just said what does the fox say? <laughs> so you have no Maybe it is no bad. leverage here, man. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Like, why do we have to as as a Western culture? Like, why do we have to subscribe to a religion? Well, well, that is a good question. Maybe we don't have to subscribe to a religion, but I, I think we're starting to see it now. Is that it would be good if we all subscribe to something similar? <laughs> because it, it that like, was what the Constitution was supposed to be. It helps for cohesion. Yeah, and the Constitution does help in a way, but but it doesn't help for the cultural side of things. No, and for a long time, the cultural side of things was very just obvious. Be a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, and right. the, sh- the I mean, shit flows really smoothly when you got something really basic like that. But we're like breaking away from it, so is it, we have no oh, choice but to break away from it. Yeah, of course we're, we do. Yeah, we're, we're becoming more diverse. Of course, of course. But there's a danger in that too because it it leads. I feel like it leads to the inability to create new things or. Uh, keep institutions going or like I feel like you're gonna have to ex- explain yourself I feel like things are crumbling like Whoa. our institutions our culture our everything that we've always known for a long time is crumbling and we don't have an answer for what to replace we it don't with. have a replacement yeah culture? we don't have a replacement um, we don't have a replacement, and, I, and it's a big—it's a big deal that we're acting like it's not. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's a big because like something that's a big thing to die. Something is going to replace it. Like when there's a vacuum, something replaces it, and we either come up with something that's good or something like fascism replaces it. Like I mean, something will replace the vacuum. Like yes, you're probably right about institutions crumbling. And it, at some point, that might be necessary. However, culture, by definition, cannot crumble. Because the culture is something that is built into humanity. Your culture may change. The culture may diversify. But or break up into a bunch of million, uh, uh, into uh, a million like, little pieces to uh, where... Ultimately, culture is whatever is there from the people. Those people may not be the same type of people, but the culture does not like culture will be there. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but like you can say it in a way where culture is there um, by the, so the anthro- the anthropologist can come along and show you and and point out what the culture is of this time period. Uh-huh. But if you were living in it, like. You would not share things with your neighbors. Like there would be no culture share with your neighbors, and so, that may be the culture. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it, the, like, like the culture is built on respect for your neighbor. 
then that in and of itself is a culture. It's, it's kind of like non-denominational Christianity is a denomination in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of these cultures being able to live together and respect each other is is a is a defining quality of a culture. Yeah, and then and then you know, there's different levels of that, and we've talked about this before. Like it goes all the way up to like the nation state, and, and I think that's a problem a lot of people have is where we want to view culture as like American culture. You know, like on a nation state level, as opposed to like in a general area, like starting somewhere right. around right. where the corn really starts to grow, where versus <laughs> where the beaches are, you know, like, like and and like it's probably way more vague than we want to do it. Than I, we want to I see it. I don't know. I don't like. I think the the vaguing up of it is is probably like the important part. Like the death of monoculture is important. When, when was there monoculture? Throughout American history. All right, so we're so we're talking about the nation state history. Yeah, yeah, history of the nation state. And even then, it's dude. Even then, all right, I, I do. I want to view it that way too. Like that's my typical way of viewing it. It's like this, this basic narrative. But we have to realize that our narratives of history are very. We don't know all of history. Oh, no. Like, we know very, very, very like, tiny we, amounts of history, and we you use it to create a narrative. And, yeah. it, and it makes it You're way right. easier to say whatever we want to about the past. Yeah. It makes it way easier to say, oh, it's monoculture. Because well, we don't know enough about it. Like, well, then, any, if anything, we've created a monoculture that was never there. Right. It never was there. It's possible. It that is, it's, that's very possible. Like possible it never was there. You know, like 50 years ago... If you were to ask a person in Wisconsin and a person in Alabama and a person in California what it means to be an American, they tell you the same their thing. Answers basically. would be similar because they have the same textbooks, same textbooks, the same same quote unquote values, the same and and even the same skin color. And I know I, I said that yeah. real slow and weird, but now you ask a kid in South. L.A., a kid in New York, a kid in Chicago, or a kid in... No, you didn't even do a rural area. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. There, let's say, let's say L.A., Montana, Alabama, and Baltimore. You're going to get four different answers. Yep. And it, it's almost like we've bat, like ass-ended our way into what America should be. Because the idea of America was the great melting pot. From e pluribus unum, from many one. Many, one. Like that's it's literally on our coins. But the only thing that can actually create e pluribus unum is decades and centuries of cultures coming together and just creating this place that's basically just a a, a place that you harbor freedom. And I may I may cut all of this. I may cut all of this out of this because it has nothing to do with death, and it's way more political than I want to get on reality recalibrated slash reality breach or whatever the fuck we're calling it this week. No, we got to tie it back. That's all we got to do is tie it back, and then we can keep it. Because you know what? It doesn't matter what color you are. You're gonna fucking die. We just tied it back. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You know, I have thought about that, that before. It's like, uh, like a, all right, so we're going to kind of change topics now. But I always thought about this, uh, how, and it goes back to death being irrational and like the fear of death being irrational. And, you know, it's like, all right, so, so 13, all right, so 13 dudes with like some box cutters get on some airplanes. Yep. And then just fly them into a couple of buildings. Yep. And they kill a couple thousand people. Yes. And due to our fear of death, like, we literally just, like, spend, like, $8 trillion, like, attacking the Middle East over this, right? Mm-hmm. Over 2,000 people dying, which is point oh 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 one percent of the population. It's probably more than that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I like I, I like where you were going with that because how many you said thirteen dudes? Yeah, thirteen dudes. Thirteen dudes. I think I'm on at eighteen, and I think thirteen were from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Who's our best fucking friend? They are. They really are. Um, like even more so than France or England at this point. <laughs> uh, again, again, not a political podcast. <laughs> 13 dudes get on planes, collapse two of the most iconic buildings in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Killing thousands of, of, of people. We reflexively, because we have to do something, right? We uh, reflexively. Because people died. Yeah. Declare, they died. Declare war on states. Even though. The crimes, the the murders that were committed, weren't committed by the states in question. Right. We decide they weren't even committed by people that live in the states in question. Right. We decided <laughs> to exact our revenge on a re- basically a region and or a hue of skin because they had the audacity to fly planes into our buildings. Okay. I, I don't have the numbers on how many... I'm Actually, this is going to be one of the wiki wiki things. Um, I've pulled up Operation Enduring Freedom. Um, the United States has lost 2,380 soldiers in Operation Enduring Freedom. 2,380. How many died in 9-11? That's exactly what I'm looking up. It's probably about the same. Might be. It's probably less, actually. 9-11 is probably less. But that's not counting the first responders that died from cancer. Cancer like, and shit. Like, the numbers are still going years. up. Like, yeah, like, that, that. it's it's, it's yeah, not they'll, a... they'll keep going up. Like, so basically everybody in New, New York that dies, like, in 45 years, you can be like... <laughs> just just short of 3,000. 3,000. So, so it's, we're still net positive. We're still... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, we're still net positive, I guess. If, if that's how you want to want to do that, but we literally lost three thousand people, and in response to it, we gave them twenty five hundred more people. And I'm pretty sure sure we murdered a shit ton of them. You know what I love about what's happening right here is that we're like we're literally counting deaths. Uh, yes, <laughs> we're counting yeah, the it, number, it, it's the, the number of the, deaths somewhere. It's the fucking topic. Why not? Like. <laughs> Like, the point I was getting at is that, yes, 
losing 3,000 people, that's a significant amount of loss. And we should probably figure out what we can do to keep from losing more than those 3,000 people. You know, that's probably in our best interest. Is it, though? It is. Right, this this, this it, was it, the big picture I was talking about earlier, now that I think okay. about it. The big picture I was talking about. It's like the entire... Um, it's basically like our entire um, policy on the the way we interact with the world and economics and everything is come solely based off of minimizing death. Yes. Like, like, think about this. This is everything. Like, this is the root of it all. People shouldn't die. Like, that, that that's the root of it. And it's never even questioned. It's just like, yeah, duh. People shouldn't die. Like, people... Is is that rational? Like, and I'm not saying it's not, but is like who? Where was this justified? It's like a, a rock hard thing. Like this almost sounds like a dick joke. But <laughs> where? When did it become indisputable to say that like we should build our entire society off of making sure less people die? It's it's a, it's a pretty it's like a black and white like. It's it, black and white. You can say, hey, people dying is bad. Especially if they're not dying of natural causes. Like, that is the only thing that everyone will agree with. No. What? what? People suffering is what... Come on. People suffering is way fucking worse than people dying. Are you serious? Okay. Like, like if you could suffer for 20 years... Or you could die and not suffer for twenty years. Which would you choose? You're you're not wrong. Like why is this? Why you're is this wrong. fucking ignored? You're not wrong. Why is the, I don't it's know. ignored? Because death is a fun word to use. Yeah, it's real. I don't know, man. Multiple music genres are completely built on it. I finally got to my point that I've been trying to make for thirty minutes. It <laughs> Congratulations! Fucking happened. Like. And I hope you can edit death. this well enough to, to like <laughs> let this build up properly because it finally De- happened. Death is a fun fucking buzzword. And it's quantifiable. When you say... Yep, you're either alive or you ain't. You're, you're either alive or you're not. Suffering is a fucking gray area. It's a very gray area. You could suffering and, could be. I didn't get my fucking frappuccino this morning. And you know what? You know what else is gray? Dying is gray because literally you're dying from the day you're fucking born. Oh, like you're totally. already dying. Uh, it's existential and shit. Don't, you are. I, you are. But <laughs> so it's, it's so, not but like you oh, can't, you a, can't a 22, quanti- 22 year old man died in a car wreck this afternoon. But it's okay. He was he dying, dying anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you can't no. quanti- you can't quantify dying is the point I'm making. Like it's inevitable. You can quantify you, death. You are on your path to death from the day you're born, and we act like we're not. Because what? I don't know why. Like it's very fucking apparent we it go- are. It goes back to my Oh, what a tragedy. It goes back He finally died. It goes back to my whole consciousness thing. The only thing we understand is our own life. And when you when you tell me three thousand people had that taken away from them against their will prematurely, that's scary as shit. I don't see it that way. It's fucking scary, dude. All right, you know how I see. All right, th- th- here's here's kind of how I see death. 
All right, so so say you live 98 years. Okay. Peaceful, chill life. And then at the end, you just like go to bed and you finally die. All right. An so, ideal situation. So you had 98 years. Mm-hmm. You know, some interesting stuff happened. A lot of interesting stuff happened along the way. Okay. It's, it's very cute. curious where this is going. All right, so if you jump off a building... That 10 seconds... Oh, my God. ...is more interesting... <laughs> ...is more interesting than the fucking 90 years. Like, like every to single... Who? every No, the person jumping off the building. Like, every single second of that fall, you were like, holy fucking shit, dude. Death is right there. Every single moment of it, you're just, like, engrossed in this death coming at you. There's, You know it's happening. There's no avoiding it. You're just, like, welcoming it on. How? that That's as powerful as 90 years of, like, slowly being, like, or especially near the end where you're, like, like, I really wish I wasn't shitting myself anymore. I wish I was dead, and I'm not. Oh, wow. My asshole just leaked again on this. So, so 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 what you're saying is watching death approach you in is, high is, speed is, is it slows in is, high speed it slows the life down is way better than waiting to die. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's equal. Like it's the same thing. If we're talking a zero-sum equation here, then you're going to automatically go with the peaceful death in your sleep. Because if they're the same thing, then my, why jump off a building? Yeah, My argument is that the rate at which you accelerate towards death, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it all balances out. So if you accelerate slowly versus accelerate in one second, it's the same exact thing. Like, there, there is no difference between the two. Like Except they, that one of them lasts longer. But there, there's a missing, there's a missing um, uh, variable that we're not calculating, and I don't know what it is. It's called time, <laughs> motherfucker. It's called time. No, like, no, no. I the would time, rather the not. time one's the only, the only one that we're taking into account here. That time is the only one that everybody wants to take into account. The less time you spend on this earth is so is, is is if you spend less time on earth than more time, it's worse. This is my mathematical genius at play here. Like it's so stupid. <laughs> Think about it. That's how simple this all is. That's how simple the whole death argument is. More time you spend on Earth is better than less time you spend on Earth. You know yes. why? Because I live here on Earth and I'm biased towards it. And that means this is the best. Like the non-existent person would be like... Like you're, you're basically... You're adding a value judgment to how people die. No, no. Because objectively speaking, no. I'm saying it's all the same. I'm saying all death is the same. It doesn't matter how you die. I'm adding zero value to any of it. You're the one that's base. It's you're 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 giving time the ultimate value judgment over all of it. Yeah, it's not. It's time the, it's, is silly. It's the only thing everyone has an equal amount. Like you're such everyone, a four. You're like, such a four D noob. Like time <laughs> is the only. Thing that is equal for every person. The only thing. I don't agree with that. What? Relativity has shown us that 
uh, time is completely subjective based on the person experiencing it. Like it's, but it is a quantifiable. If it's you're a jumping quantifiable off a building, metric, if you're it's a ju- metric, if you're jumping off of a building, one second lasts way fucking longer and has way more value than somebody that's like slowly counting their death in a in a square cube with nothing happening. Like what? Like that one second is so much more valuable to the person falling off a building than the person sitting there doing nothing. This this goes back to a a point that we made very early. Your life only matters to you. Subjective. All right. Ultimately, it's a subjective argument. Yeah, it's it's a subjective argument because. You Which time you're jumping off that built it's but it's not. Time is a measurable We can measure it. It's it's measurable. Your but your like but, you, but your experience of it is not measurable. Right. You're right. Yeah. Your your experience of it is not. However, yeah. if if we are trying to put some sort of value on a human life, you have to work with quantifiables. You can't work with these abstract like ideas that oh no, you can't those 10 seconds that you're falling out of the building are a fucking amazing it's like no it's still just 10 seconds like you can't no you no you can't just assume that and if you can i need you to prove that how can you say you have to assume that time is that important because it's measurable like that that makes no sense to me it, it, it has to be that because important. it's measurable yeah yeah but because otherwise why have the conversation at all Unless there is some sort of measurable in it, why have the conversation at all? Why have the conversation about death unless you can measure it? No, no. The, 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 why have the conversation about the quality of life during a period of time unless you're willing to admit that having more time is better? Because being alive is better than being dead. Okay. Unless... There's like extenuating circumstances where your life is the fucking worst. Like suffering. Unless you're in a hospital and I see it every fucking day. (laughs) I see it every fucking day of my life. The fucking subjective nature of it. No, 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 no. Your subjective view of it is tainted by your profession. By me seeing. Yeah, way more people die than you. Yes, yes, absolutely. And the the, the general way people die is this. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to know this. The general way people die is that they should have died. Oh no! But they didn't because we like stuck a tube down their throat, stuck a tube up their urethra, stuck a tube in their stomach, and just artificially made this go on. For another, I don't know how fucking long. I mean, you can do that forever. Yeah. But they were going to die. Like, there was no avoiding it. But but you do it hoping that they don't. That they're somehow magically going to, like, unage? Well, the the thing is, there's there's no... (laughs) When you're old, you're just going to die. Yeah. You're not but, wrong. But add time to it, and then it's, like, better? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, like, that, oh, my grandma lived to be 96.4 instead of 96.1. Like, man, it was so good. Well, and a, I spent 180K. There, there is an argument to be made that we, we, we keep people alive when they shouldn't be. That I'm not going to argue against. You're absolutely right. But it's based on the same principle we're talking about here. It's not, though. It is. 
it's the same principle that like time is all that matters. The longer you live, the better. That's it. Anything beyond that is just silly. Like quantity of life, how do you even measure it? You can't even quantify quality of life because how do you how do you scientifically prove it? How do you scientifically prove that laying in a bed and shitting yourself for eight months is like worse than just dying? Like, how do you scientifically... Because no one knows what death is. Everybody knows it's better to not shit yourself for eight months. Yes, you do. You don't want to shit yourself now. I don't want to die. (laughs) Like, if you told me, Sergio, you can either die now or shit yourself for the next eight months, I'd probably say I'll shit myself for the next eight months. All right, so say you can either die now or shit yourself for eight months and then die. What would you choose? (laughs) I would still probably choose the, the shit myself. I'm, and, and that's not even like me trying to be, like, <laughs> what's 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 the word I'm looking for? Fuck. That's that's not even me trying to troll you with an answer. Like, if you tell me I will die right now, or X, there's not that's all there is there's not it. many things that you can insert into X that would make me say, "Nah, just kill me, bro." You know, I'm starting to think you're dead privileged too. I'm starting to think you haven't been around enough death. I'm starting to think you haven't seen enough real death to get it. You might be right. You might be right. Because it's an like it's it's just embarrassing. It's it's a terrible because you're no. I'm not embarrassed of it at all. Like I'm just thinking about. I'm just thinking about if I was in that position. Mm -hmm. This serves no purpose. This serves no purpose. This is like taking time away from somebody else being taken care of that could use it. This is taking time away from my family that could be like doing something better with their life. They could be grieving. And they this can could get pa- be. Yeah, this is taking money away from somebody else. This is like that. It's it's a complete waste in every single sense of the word. There's a reason. I don't know, man. I d- I just feel like there's such a, like. Death is so natural. Death is such a part of living that to try to defy it beyond like some kind of acute situation where holy shit, my organs failing, my organs failing. Can you can you cut me open and fix that? Hell yeah, yeah, do that every single time. Yeah, of course. But I'm ninety and I'm dying from being body, old. My whole body's failing. Like, what? <laughs> What do you do? You can't solve that. Like, okay, okay. Let's go back to my, uh, the the scenario where I either die now or die eight months later after shitting myself for eight months. If you were to add addendums to that, like you shit yourself for eight months and your family is burdened with doctor bills for the next eight years. Yeah, okay. You know what? God damn it. Give me a week. I'll be okay with dying. Like, let me watch. Oh let me watch. Let me watch Back to the Future a couple more times. Capitalism is beautiful. Like it will. It will like finally quantify. Encourage you it to will die. Finally, quantify it for you. <laughs> it will quantify the unquantifiable for yeah. people. It all comes back to capitalism. I want to die because I don't want my family to pay for me dying. Which oh, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. But cost, I mean, it does reflect, um, like, care and effort and time. You know, cost does reflect that. Cost is also bullshit in a lot of ways, I think. Like, if I, if I was What it a, does reflect 
those those basic. Yeah, like if I was a fucking trillionaire, keep me alive as long as you fucking possibly can, because any day now they're going to invent that brain the, the, the brain download shit. So and you're gonna do that every time, right? Every time. Y- yeah, yeah. Did you freeze your brain like Ted yes, Williams? Absolutely. Yeah. I would. I would, like if I could afford cryogenics, I would do that. Just because that's what Ted Williams did. Like I'm way more interested in what they can do with my mind 400 years from now than I am now. Because I know they can't do anything. Sh- they can't do shit with it right now. But 400 years from now, when they're like, oh, this Sergio guy, we can download him into a fucking spare fucking body. Like, I would love that. Yeah. Because then, then I would still have the agency to be like, fuck this, I'm out. And they kill myself. But I would at least be given the opportunity to live as long as possible. Yeah. And after seeing, like, over... If I had to guess, I would say I've seen over 750 people die. Jesus Christ. I would say that... that You came into this conversation with quite more ammo than I did. Yeah. Quite a lot more ammo, but go ahead. After seeing 750 people die in my lifetime, I'm just going to say... The, the, at the first hint of me dying, <laughs> thank you, God. Let me go now. Don't fucking with. Don't don't let this last any longer. Don't let don't don't drag it on. The only the only thing I would change about because there's you're plenty saying. of consciousness out there. There's no there's no lack of consciousness. I'm not special. You're not special. We're not special. I know. But you're, like but you're every single, all of your ancestors before you, they weren't special. They led to you, and you fucking have procreated. I like have, it's gonna I keep have. going. There's genetics out there. Like, quit being so full of yourself and just let the genes do their thing and just go to bed, dude. Just go look, to fucking bed. Look, 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 look. You, you have proven in this conversation that you you have strong genes. And outside of some I tragedy, have no babies though. Not yet. But you're going to be fertile for another good 20 years. You'll convince someone to plant your seed. I hope so. Like. Daddy needs a baby. Daddy needs a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like. You, 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 in this conversation, you have proven that you have good genes and you're likely to live into your late 80s and 90s. If 50 years, if 50 years old hits and you need a body part to stay alive. I'm not going to be like, well, a body part. Come on. I, I, I got a podcast that says he wants to die. Like, nah, nah, just let him die. Let him fucking die. Body part's different. It's like, oh, you're going to need a liver. Body part's way different. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. And, like, and it, to be it, fair, I'm also like, am ready to die. But I'm also like working out like crazy. I quit smoking. <laughs> like I'm trying to be like healthy. I'm like fucking. You're ready to die, but I'm you're not. Death, but you're, I'm but I'm not gonna do it all artificially. Fuck that. Yeah. Like when it's I time, it. if it's when it's time, I'm diving head first into an empty swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I th- I think that's a fantastic place to end it. <laughs> I don't know how much. I don't know how much of this I'm going to cut out, but I, this was a fan fucking. It's actually good. It's a fan fucking tastic conversation. I'm so. I think we need to embrace like the idea of just telling people we're drinking. Like I think the last one, the yeah. problem with that one was we didn't get drunk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, you, you mean the, you, the Kanye one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't drink at all. We didn't get drunk. That's what it was. Yeah, 
I, I think being, I think we just need to yeah, embrace be, it and call yeah, it. Yeah, be forthcoming. Dude's getting drunk. Like I'm telling you, you said you didn't want to do that. Reality I mean. regurgitated. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Like yes, we've been drinking, but regardless, we had a good conversation, and that's right. Don't make it the centerpiece. Of yeah, it, it's not a ba- it's not a drinking podcast. It's a conversation podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening to Reality Breached slash Reality Recalibrated. I don't know how I'm going to post this yet. It's confusing to me, but we'll figure it out. Um, that was Daniel. He's, no, he's, that was Sergio talking. That was our, not he's me. Our, he's our pseudo-philosopher. This, I have you tagged as pseudo-philosopher. That, that actually makes a lot of sense because I'm not that good at it. No, you're but, not. But I want to be one day. <laughs> And I'm young. I'm 35. Dude, That's you right. gotta be like 70 to be a good philosopher. That's right. Like, you have yeah. 20 years worth of sperm left, and you have 40 years worth of philosophy, le- phil- philosophy left. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. a baby. I'm a baby philosopher. Yeah. And I love baby falafels. Ah, shit. You beat me to the goddamn philosophy. You're gonna do the exact- I was. <laughs> Tune in next time. I'm Sergio. Uh, you've been breached, baby? I'm, 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 I'm trying to. I'm trying to take that. Like that's that a ro- that's a Robert thing. That's a Robert thing. It's not bad. He's really good at saying that. I'm not. Maybe you shouldn't like narrate it as that. You're right. It'd yeah. be like drunk history, which is fucking terrible. Drunk history is great. No, it's not. It, it is drunk history is great because of the it. effort they put into it. I hate it. I can't. For one, I can't tell if they're faking it, which I think they kind of are. I always say they're recording. Yeah, we're still fucking recording. <laughs> I think they kind of are faking it. And then on the other hand, it's like they're trying to present history in like five minute intervals via a fake drunk person like it's such a shit there are people out there that are too stupid to go look it up themselves and they use this as their actual history knowledge the name of the show is drunk history if you don't get that that is a drunk person giving you a history lesson that's on you just for the record that's most people they're fucking too lazy to actually go like read an actual book on it then how is that different from reading an inaccurate textbook it's different. It's not different. You're assuming that everybody knows these stories anyway, and they don't. So, like, they're, I'm not, no, they're, I'm they're, they're acting like, like they know shit that they don't know I'm, I'm because they, they, they've seen an episode of some bullshit, and they're like, oh, I know about fucking Ben Franklin. Look, Dude, fuck you. You don't know shit about Ben Franklin. Look, you ain't read shit. I'm not going to let you shit on drunk history for not being accurate. Like... That's that's a fool's errand. That's fucking really. I will let if you want to shit on it because it's not funny or you don't think it's clever. Fine, don't shit on it because it's inaccurate. It's literally drunk history. It's named drunk history. Yeah. So yeah, inaccurate history is. That's like that's like if I had a TV show called Asshole Sci-Fi and you bitched at me because the people were assholes. It's like, come on, man. Duh. But what if they're faking being drunk? Is it, at that point, is it like 
inaccurate history. It doesn't matter. Is it entertaining? At the end of the day, they're being honest about me. it not being that true. That's shitting on history. Yeah, that's, that's how I look at it. Oh, you're so protective of history. Look at me, I'm Daniel. No, I just I'm try to be I try to be honest. Like you don't try to be honest. Like you you really you really Not when I'm drunk, motherfucker. You don't. I I still think you do. I still think you do. Yeah. Like but at, not, but at the same time, if I tell someone I'm drunk, they know that what I'm saying right, may not be true. But but you're still trying to do it in good faith. You just fuck I up. I am. Yes. You just fuck up. Exactly. Dude, come on. These motherfuckers, they them over there, look at you're, them you're, there. you're pointing you're pointing <laughs> at the non existent drunk history people. Doesn't matter. Them motherfuckers over there are trying to make money. And that's fine. As long as it's funny. We're doing it because we just like love people and shit. I yes. Okay. Fuck them. Let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, the Black Pocket Podcast and the Reality Breached Local Spotlight, all available on realitybreached.com.